came between us, you were like my best friend. Huh? The one I used to run and talk to when me and my girl was having problems. Cheater. Used to say it would be okay for just little nice things I should do. Huh. But when I hung home and lay my head down, all I seemed to think about was you. You made me want to leave the one away. Start a new relationship with you. This is what you do. Think about it, ringing all the things that come along with to make me. You make me. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the No Chaser Podcast. I'm Timothy DeLaGhetto. I'm Ricky Shucks. And I'm Nikki Blades. <laughs> nah, just playing. Once again, we are here alone in my house. But um, when I did last week's episode, because uh, I, I literally did last week's episode just in that corner over there, just like on my laptop, just talking to IG Live. And I was like, um, everyone's like, yo, you should, you should get everybody to like zoom in. Like, because um, everyone's doing the whole, you know, like basically like Skyping in. Yeah. And I didn't know if I wanted to do that because uh, I felt like, I don't know. Doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel the same, but everyone wants me to. But today we just got done shooting Send Foods in my kitchen, so I figured why not have motherfucking David So stop by. We're already infected. We're infected already, dog. We've yeah. been we've been licking the same spoon and fucking licking the same poon and. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh God. <laughs> no, 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 not not the same poon. Just the same spoon. But we out here. We've been doing these episodes of Send Foods. Uh, from my kitchen, uh, because obviously we're not allowed to travel, we're not allowed to eat out. Um, it's kind of crazy how many businesses were affected by this. Like virtually anything that doesn't have to do with a grocery or a hospital is fucked. Isn't that crazy? It's cr- like because um, my parents too. They you know they own a, a black bee supply store, mm-hmm. and I, for some reason, well, number one, I didn't even want them to work anyways, just because like it's kind of in the hood of South Sacramento, mm. so it's mainly a cash business. And to, Money's the dirtiest fucking thing out there. Mm-hmm. And then my mom, I know she'd be touching her fucking old ass face mm-hmm. all the time. So I was mm-hmm. like, hey, like, why don't you just close the store down for a couple of weeks? But she told me that either way, that they forced her to close and now they're, they're closed till the 7th of May, dude. Word. Forced. Did you hear about the unemployment statistic that just came out recently? Over 3 million people have filed for unemployment in the United States. Three Damn. million. It was one million when I heard it. Like when I retweeted a million like a week or so ago, and like two days ago, I read three million people now. That the stimulus check thing is going to happen though, right? That's it was passed. I'm hearing it's 100 percent going to happen. Yeah, they have to. Like, there's no choice. Like, it's a global pandemic. Nobody, basically, nobody is working. Yeah, and if you are working, you're getting a pay cut. I know. I know. Like literally. I mean, even like, you know, I mean, we're pretty fortunate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like. Normally, when I'm uploading on my YouTube channel, I try to space out my uploads. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, I upload the podcast this day. I'll give this like a few days before I upload like a mukbang. But now I'm like, fuck it, man. I've just been throwing all types of content out there. I made three videos in three days. Yeah. That's the most videos I've made in the last two years. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't make YouTube content anymore. I was like, that's when you know I'm going fucking crazy, where I don't have a creative outlet anymore. Mm-hmm. So I just, I have to create something. Mm-hmm. And so even uh, all the comments are like, this quarantine's fucked up, but at least we got David back for the next couple months. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I started doing podcasts, which a lot of people enjoy, mm-hmm. but there's still the other 60% that still miss the old social commentary where I used to just talk shit to a camera. Yeah, totally. And I, I mean, people... People for sure miss like my skits and stuff. Of course. You know, because I was like, I mean, aside from the Dear De La Ghettos, um, which people kind of get a Dear De La Ghetto vibe from the podcast. That's what the podcast is, yeah. But 
people, my main shit was like the sketches, you know, and um, and I don't really do those anymore just because it's not really uh, beneficial. You feel me? Like yeah. it's beneficial for my soul. Yeah. Like I love doing the sketches, but the views don't really come in like that for sketches anymore for me. And I spend money on those and I don't usually really make any type of return. So the podcast is really the only thing I was doing last year. And now, uh, there it is. Whoop, there it is. And now, um, you know, like I have a consistent amount of people that tune in for the podcast or whatever. But when I did that, that diss track towards Chia, I feel like people were so thirsty for any type of thing that was like a funny short form content from me. It, it got like decent. It got like some of the best views I've gotten in a minute. It's almost yeah. at like 300,000 views. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. It's, it's weird because... And I, I was kind of explained to be, I have a Patreon now, and those people who are on my Patreon, they, they're really keeping the channel afloat mm-hmm. because they're actually, that Patreon money doesn't go into my bank account. It actually goes to pay for the people who uh, edit and do all the pay, the uh, the podcast stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so uh, I've kind of let go of the fact of like the channel is going to be really monetized. I mean, I'll have ads on there. So just to put it in perspective for people who don't know, and I told people on my, on my Patreon, they go, oh, are you really not making money? Mm-hmm. On average, people for their CPMs, they'll make about 6 to $7. My channel makes about $1.90 to $2 CPMs. Shit. That's how little CPMs my channel makes. My CPMs are at around 3 yeah. Uh, three or four. Mine's lower than yours. Mine's half of yours, dude. That's crazy. That's how, how trash I am. And that's, and, and that's if you get the green light on your shit. Yeah, that's if I get the green if light. If you get the yellow light, it's even, it's even like less uh, yeah, ads you're getting. Exactly. It's crazy. You know what's fucked up, dog? And I talked about this on, on my, on when I had Russell on, but literally, dog, I had a video removed from my channel for nudity or sexual content. And there's no nudity in it. And there's barely any what I would call sexual content. But YouTube put out a statement on Twitter saying, hey, because of coronavirus, we got fewer employees working, meaning, sorry guys, but you're gonna have a lot of videos removed even though they shouldn't be because the computers are doing it. So they, oh, they, they're knowingly saying, yo, there's gonna be errors Sorry, that's what they said basically. And because of that shit, I had a strike on my YouTube channel up to until May, and I wasn't allowed to upload for a week. That's crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. That makes absolute. That's like my Instagram, dude. I'd be putting the photos of myself half naked, which, by the way, is sexual, but it's not any worse than these girls. Who, like when I posted that photo, there's a model that I follow, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she posted a photo of her tit out, her whole tit out on Nipple Instagram. Nipple and everything? Nipple and everything. I mean, she's a little boy-chested, but, mm. you know, it's a very artsy photo. Yeah. Beautiful photo. She didn't get anything, and then my shit got taken down. Dog, it's so silly. There's a lot of girls that are like, I don't even want to say half naked. Like their It's whole, naked. They're their naked. whole ass is out. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, um... The fact that your little funny pictures got removed is crazy. It's, it's, it's a parody, and I'm completely covered up except for my nipples, which it's dude nipples, so it should be okay. Mm, but if we zoomed in on your titty, does it look like a girl titty, though? Not in those photos, my friend. Okay. They look fantastic. <laughs> nice and obular. They're, uh, they're, they're golden globy. That's what I'm saying. So it looks like girl titties. That's why the, the fucking system was like, who are these sweet Asian tits? <laughs> removed. That's why your homegirl with the boy titties didn't get That's removed. That's right, dude. They're like, they're so milky. And creamy, what is this? Oh yeah, yo! Funniest thing that I mentioned uh, on my podcast, which people people don't. Well, I mentioned that it was from you, but I saw that video mm. of that Japanese porn. <laughs> <laughs> yo, wait, 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 before you even talk about it, 
I told Dave, we were talking one day, we were shooting Send Foods or whatever the fuck we were doing. I was like, bro, there's this fucking crazy ass Japanese porn that I came across. It's so fucked up, right? But like the at the root, what, what the main shit is, the climax of it is, they tell this girl that her friend just died in this stunt accident. And then while she's crying, they're like, all right, well, you ready to do the scene? And they, they fucked this girl. By the way, the stunt accident is that she goes into her trailer and it explodes. <laughs> they used actual explosives and blew up the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's people on fire, fucking cars crashing. So they tell this girl that her friend dies. She's distraught. She still has to have sex with these two dudes. <laughs> Afterwards, after they fucking nut on her face, the friend comes out and they're like, it was a prank. <laughs> She's bawling her eyes out because her best friend just died. And as she's crying, she goes, you're so mean. She takes the cum off her face and wipes it on her friend. <laughs> oh, Japanese people are fucking funny, man. It's crazy, man. I've, uh, it's, it's, it's almost crazy how, it's not almost crazy. It's crazy how, you know, on the streets, they're so, like, respectable and quiet and, you know, um, clean mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but then like behind closed doors like japanese porn is some of the craziest most innovative wild shit i've ever seen a hundred percent you know i always say this too like people don't know this but there's youtube people that i've met that their content is the cleanest fucking shit on earth and i always say that you guys think that i'm extreme because my normal personality is like this but this is the peak of who i am mm -hmm. it doesn't get crazy i'm not doing cocaine i'm not doing all this shit mm -hmm. but i would we would go to these like youtube events and these like dweeby little nerdy you know very very clean content people like they've never done they never really drank they never mm -hmm. really partied they never really had friends they never got to do the stuff that they thought that was really cool when they were younger yeah. so they're doing it at the age of 20 something for the first time and they're fucking wilding out and I, it's, it's weird because it's like you've never got to do it when you were supposed to do it and now it's like i have attention on me i have money now they want to do everything that they couldn't do when they were young and you know it's crazy that you bring that up because i remember a, <laughs> a couple years ago there was a YouTuber I knew who was like always, you know, he like he was spending a lot of money, I feel like, to live in like the hills and drive a nice car. But I could tell it was all for the gram and to like stunt and shit. And then he was so, you know, and then he would do all these tweets and stories about how depressed he was and and how like you know everything's all fake and and the, and and some people you know and i i always noticed a pattern between like people that are popular on social media and then <clears throat> excuse me and then them talking about how everything's fake and they're depressed and shit right and and i realized that a lot of these people especially youtubers right because a lot of people that are popular on youtube are kind of like faking being cool you know yeah. what i'm saying because to to sit in your room and talk to a video camera all day you're kind of weird Yo, you know for what I'm sure saying? like we're all weird you yeah. feel me and it's like but you and me we're weird but also like we we grew up with social skills like we had friends you know what i'm saying we we had a good social life yeah a lot of people that are kind of popping on youtube 
um, are are pretending to be that on camera, and they think that like now that they're making money from the views and shit, they think like oh like you said you know they were never cool back then, so yeah. now it's like they're really trying to be be what they thought was cool, and they're doing all this shit that they thought would make them happy, but they're all fucking depressed. It reminds me of um, people who try to do sketches of, about talking to women and falling in love, mm. and they're trying to make romantic shorts, but they've never went on a date. <laughs> right, right, And right. so they can only imagine what it's like to be like that. It's like, when, you know, like the people who come to L.A., right? Mm-hmm. They come to L.A. thinking that these are how L.A. people are, so they start behaving like how L.A. people, they think L.A. people should behave. Oh, I talk about this all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like every every person that I've met in this city that I, that I genuinely didn't like were people that weren't from here. Mm-hmm. And I was like every people that I fuck with, IU and uh, like Bart and Joe, mm-hmm. they grew up here. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, these are just L.A. people. They're the ones that grew up around all this and it's completely fine. Yeah, but everybody who has a perception of what they think this city is and how they should behave, they're fucking assholes. They're doing that because they feel like they they need to do that to fit in, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they they see what they see on Keeping Up With The Kardashians or whatever the fuck or like, you know, uh, uh, Love & Hip Hop Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, this is how people are in Hollywood. That's This is what I want. This is what I want to post on Instagram, you know what I'm saying? So they come out here. They come to these like schmoozy events surrounded by other people that have come out here for the same reason. And then they get mad when they can't find real connections or real friends. But it's like everybody that is surrounding you right now is pretending the same way you are. You yeah. know, like no one's here, no one's in that circle to make genuine connections. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Mm-hmm. It's weird because they're like, uh, it was a while ago. I remember there was like a tweet that you commented back on, but they were like, it was something along the lines of people that, oh, people over here are so fucking fake, blah, blah, blah. They're only here to, to network. It's like, that's why you moved here. What the fuck are you talking about? That's you, what I'm saying. You get what you put out into the universe. Like, mm-hmm. that's what you came here for, so that's what you got. Mm-hmm. So what's the problem? I've had to check a couple people on Twitter, man. Not check because, I, you know, I'm not trying to be mean about it. But, you know, a lot of people come to L.A. and they get so sad when it's not what they expect it to be, you know. But you can't come here and automatically expect it to be this like fantasy of what you came here to pursue. You know what I'm saying? Like you come here to to work, right? And you also can't be mad when you're at these events and you only run into people that want to network and work. Like that's why you're here, you yeah. know? For people who grew up in LA like me, it's like I have my real friends, you know? And then I can go to these network events knowing that we're here to network. And I'm not mad at somebody who wants to use me because we're using each other. It's, yeah. it's, it's work, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, why would I want to help somebody with their career if I'm not getting something reciprocated, you know? Oh, for sure. And people that come from out of town are like, everybody doesn't want to fuck with you unless you can do something for them. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> it's a relationship. Yeah. This is a business, mm-hmm. you know? You want to meet real friends, go fucking join a badminton class. <laughs> You know what we need right now? We need to stay active, even though we're all cooped up in our houses, okay? That's why you need to use Beach Body On Demand. And let me tell you what that is, all right? It comes as no surprise that we're all stuck in our homes for a while, so you need to work out and even 
you can even take classes in the comfort of your own home with Beachbody On Demand, okay? Beachbody On Demand is the easy-to-use streaming service that gives you instant access to over 1,300 super effective workouts suited for anybody at any time. The secret to getting results is getting started, all right? Your boy actually used the 21-day fix program a couple years ago, got mad fit, mad toned, and while I'm cooped up here in the house, I've been using 21-day fix. I like to do the dirty 30, because that gets me like, it gets me a nice little, nice little pump, nice little cut. Every time I do the 30-30 from 21-day fix, I'll be feeling like, yeah, I look sexy right now, you know? Um, and it's dope because they got the best trainers. You get motivated by motivated by celebrity super trainers you know, like Tony Horton, Joel Freeman, Jericho McMatthews, and Autumn Calabrese, who is the one that does the training for 21 Day Fix, okay? Um, you can work out on your schedule. Workouts as short as 10 minutes that don't require extra equipment. You know what I'm saying? Access it anywhere, at any time, on your computer, uh, tablet, smartphone, Roku, all that stuff, Okay? And just for you guys, right now, I got a special free trial membership when you text No Chaser to 303030. Okay, that is 303030. You get full access to the entire platform for free. All the, all the workouts, the nutrition information, and support totally free. Just text No Chaser to 303030. Boom. Hey, what's up, y'all? I know we're all bored right now, chilling at home, running out of snacks to eat, running out of food, and that's why you need HelloFresh, all right? So check it out. HelloFresh's recipes help you break out of your dinner rut with HelloFresh's 23-plus weekly options, including easy lunches and yummy add-ons, okay? And they help you save time and stress effortlessly because the average trip to the grocery store takes 41 minutes, even longer nowadays, now that we've got these lines outside. That's over 35 hours a year if you go once a week, okay? With HelloFresh, you can save up to 28% by using HelloFresh versus your grocery store shopping trips. And check this out, it's flexible and fits your lifestyle because you can add extra meals or lunches to your weekly order or throw in yummy sides and desserts like garlic bread and cookie dough. So feeding the whole family has never been easier with larger box sizes for more servings and more savings, all right? Me and wifey use HelloFresh literally every week. We get a little box on Sundays. She cooks up the little meals. I eat up the little meals. They're always fire. One time we had this bomb like bulgogi Korean beef situation. Super bomb, okay? And check this out, guys. I got a special deal for y'all. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NoChaser10 and use code NoChaser10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. That is just lit, okay? Like I said, y'all, HelloFresh.com slash NoChaser10. Use code NoChaser10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. Boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's what they're expecting from the, the industry is, is wrong, mm -hmm. right? It's like if that was a networking opportunity, then of course it's like a reciprocated thing. It's like, oh, we're going to do this together because we're going to create something dope and you and I both get social currency from this shit. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm going to invite you over to my house to have dinner. It's not the fact that you are going to meet my parents and shit like that. And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, I thought we were friends. We're, we're, we're working homies. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we talked about how there's there's – Homies, and then there's the homies. Mm. You know what I mean? You you just know where you're at. I was telling Kev on stage, I got like like tears, you know, mm. and tears of friends, right? I got like 
my day ones were my boys who I fucking, those are it's my- like Rick, Ego. Yes, PD Flow, those are my guys. We cannot see each other for months. We can see each other every day. It's nothing has changed, you know? And then I feel like I got my second tier of people who I work with and I fuck with outside of things. You, fucking Bart and Gio and Joe and like um, Andrew Garcia, like Benji, who like, y'all not my day ones, but I can kick it with you guys. Yeah. I would like to kick it with you guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You guys are my friends. And then I got like the people who are like a lot of people who's tier three who's like, yeah, we can go out, get drunk at events. Like we can small talk, smooth, like we can talk, but like that's all it is and that's what it is and that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing fake about that. Am I going to invite you over to my house for dinner? No. Yeah. Like I don't want you over here. Uh, we did a, I did a podcast where we were talking about how sometimes when um, Joe, Joe and I do this segment where people ask for advice and we kind of break down a, a story that they tell us. Mm. And so there's a trend that I, I, I realized that a lot of um, – I think like our millennial group does a lot where they kind of, I guess like the saying would be like, fuck on the first date. They expect these friendships to be on point, like how they see in TV or mm. how like these friendships takes years over time to develop and they meet somebody and they're like, oh, they're not my, I can't believe they did that shit. That's so fake of them. It's like, you don't even know them. Exactly. You haven't been around them long enough to know who they really are. So of course they did that shit. Mm-hmm. So what are you expecting out of this friendship, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, just know what that relationship is. It's like, things take a lot of fucking time to develop. So when I have a, my best friend is in uh, Sacramento. Right, his name is Gabo. He's a doctor now, physician, whatever. We grew up in the same neighborhood. We like they've seen him on the podcast. Like, oh, like you guys laugh about everything that they get. It's like because we know every little fucking thing about each other. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it just makes sense. I've been around him now for like fucking fourteen years. Yeah. So yeah, you're you are not gonna have that friendship that I have with Gabo. He's been there with me since day one. It's like you and Ego and PD Flow and yeah. all of them. There's history with that, and they're like, well, you know. I thought we were homies. You'll, you're not that homie. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we barely really know, know each other like that. And you give all your emotional expectation out of what you think a solid friendship is with people that you just met. Silly. You know what I love about Chia, bro? That's different from other girls. Because so many girls, bro, want to be best friends with other girls when they oh. met after a day. Yeah. Besties. Yeah, like want to fucking like... like Hug on each other and be besties and, and confide in each other after a day. Chia's like, get this bitch off of me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I remember one time, like, this girl was all hugged up on Chia. They had just met. And then I was like, babe, are you, are you comfortable with that? She was like, no. <laughs> that, I'm, uh, this, that was weird. I'm like, and that's why I, I you know, I, I always tell people, like, <laughs> me and Chia get along so well because we equally hate everybody <laughs> you know what i'm saying like we just have a mutual like you know it's and it's not you know and i say that because it's funny but it's more of like an understanding of you shouldn't let everybody in so quick you know yeah. like the special people in your life are special for a reason yeah you know what i'm saying and like i think one of the main reasons why um people like you and me have been able to stay sane in this business is because you know you you kind of have to protect your energy you feel me you have to protect yeah, yeah, yeah. who you let in to your like your 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 world you know yeah. what i'm saying it's like yeah you can you can work with people you can build relationships um but at the same time like you like what what you deal with on a daily 
you kind of have to be careful of who you give that out to. You feel me? Yeah. Like, you got you got to protect that energy. Yeah, and um, like it's just that that it's really true about having like a solid group of friends. Because I, I think like if when I came here, when I go to these college shows, people ask like, "Oh, do you kick it with this, this, and that?" I was like, "You guys know who I kick it with? Mm-hmm. It's the people that you see in my videos." Mm-hmm. It's part. Joe, Gio, you, and then my buddy Khalif and Ray, and I'm like, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's not them. It's like, oh, you don't kick it with these people. They're not your friends. I was like, they're acquaintances. Yeah. Like, we get drunk together. Yeah. We don't, we don't do that like tight, close knit. Like, and I personally, it's not that I don't care about them at all. It's more like I don't care about them in that type of way. Because mm-hmm. you, have, when you get older too, especially like if there's a, if there's a young audience listening to this right now, you have to realize where you get to spend your energy and where you don't, because. Tim, too, he's also married. A lot of his energy is going to go into the person that he loves, which is the person that he's with. Mm -hmm. That's why after a while, like when I was younger, I have a lot of – I probably arguably have more homegirls than I do have more like homeboys. Same. So – But like not super close. I got a bunch of like – Like tight boys. Yeah, but with the homegirls, right? So it's like I think a lot of the times when I started to realize like when I got with Mariel and then she and I became a a serious couple, uh, a lot of the homegirls, they wanted to like – you know, tell me about the problems and stuff. And I just was like, you know, I, I don't care as much right now. Like, <laughs> I, I got to I gotta listen to, the, to this woman's problems a lot. Right. And she has a lot to deal with. So I can't give up that much time to you guys like I used to anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, I still love you and I'll still listen to you. But you can't use me as your emotional, like, shoulder all the time now. Yeah. And that's where you start to learn when you're older, when you navigate. It's like, where, where can I place my energy correctly, mm-hmm. right? It's like, these people get this allotted amount and these people get this allotted amount. Because you only have so much of And speaking of picking and choosing friends, bro, you got a wedding coming up eventually. And let me tell you, dog, people come out the woodworks when they know you got a fucking wedding coming up. Motherfuckers you ain't talked to in years will be like, yo, excited about your wedding, bro. Can't wait. And they will be real life actually hurt when you say, you're not invited. They'll be like, oh, it's like that? Like, bitch, I haven't talked to you in four years. Do you know what the funny thing is? Is like, I feel like you and I have the same vibe, but you're a, a very just uh, mindful human being. <laughs> you care about people's feelings. I had that same conversation where a homie came up to me. And, you know, we see each other probably like maybe like once every like two months, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like I haven't seen him in years. But this was like, he's like, yo, man, that wedding's going to be popping. I'm like, cool, I'll send you photos. <laughs> uh, he's like, what you mean? I was like. I'm not spending money on you, dude. Yeah. Like, it's a small wedding, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Why would you even think that? Mm-hmm. Now you made this awkward for yourself. It's not yeah. awkward for me. It's awkward for you now. <laughs> here's, here's what people don't realize about weddings, dog. And, and, and if you get people that have their feelings hurt, when you break it down like this, they start to understand. Because you tell somebody, like, I had a wedding of 200, right? So people think, oh, yeah, I'm invited. 200 people. Why wouldn't I be oh, invited? But here's what happens is, you have 200 people. That's 100 for her, 100 for you. You have... Every guest wants a plus one. That's 50. That's 50 for you. And then you think your whole fucking family wants to come. So you got cousins, you got aunties. And then after all of them, and sometimes they got kids, you feel me? So it's like 30 people. So you can invite like 20 to 30 people. Yeah. And that's really it, you know? And so when you tell people like that, they're like, oh. Because I really had people, like, I had to tell them, like, look, man, I gauged my wedding invites on, um, Real life FaceTime. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If I've kicked it with you, if I hang out with you face to face, then you 
possibly potentially fall in the ranks of somebody who could get invited to my wedding, yeah. you know? And there were people who literally, like, I never hang out with, who I hadn't seen in a minute, who were shocked when they weren't invited like, to my wedding. why are you shocked? It's like, that's so fucking odd. Mm-hmm. And even for me, too, unless it's like, I don't know, like my bestest friend ever, right? Mm-hmm. I'll feel a certain way. Yeah, yeah. But if I didn't get invited, it's more like... I, I get it. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we'll still kick it. We're still friends. It's right. just that shit costs money. It's on your dime. It's your day. They don't realize it's like you're paying for a date for a hundred people. You know what I'm saying? Dinner, dancing, fucking open bar. The open bar is gonna be expensive. Are you gonna have open bar? This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go to Costco. I'm gonna get a bunch of liquor and leave it on the table. <laughs> That's oh 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 Vietnamese style. Yeah, just have the bottle right there. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I I you know I, I had a bougie fucking venue. Your wedding was fucking dope. By I way. loved my it wedding, was dog. Amazing. I loved that shit so much. I almost want to throw another one. You know what I'm saying? Don't you fucking dare. That shit was expensive. <laughs> I could already tell. I was like, oh, this is this yeah. is nice. It was. It was expensive and it was crazy. The was- food was fucking good the food was bomb too see look i let chia handle all the creative aspects of it the colors the aesthetic of it you know what i'm saying and my main shit was i just wanted the food to be good you know so we like um she kind of we you know we she helped me choose the like what which appetizers we wanted and what we wanted for the actual food and we had our tastings but that was kind of more she kind of let me handle that you know because she knew that was important to me like i wanted ideally i kind of wanted there to be like it would have been nice to have something from our cultures there like if there was like some thai food there or some like pupusas or some type of eritrean shit but like sometimes with the bougier venues the way they get you for the money too is they say you have to have their caterers and their chefs and stuff um oh i thought you were they have they say you have to have their chefs and stuff but it's um and and it's good it's just expense that's that's literally what doubled the cost like they tell you one number for the venue and you're like oh that's not bad and then you have to pick their food and then if you want open bar it's this and that so then it it literally the cost of that shit made it almost double of what i originally thought the price was going to be there's nothing worse than going to a doctor's appointment expecting to be the center of attention and then your doctor seems like they have better things to do and better places to be You know, instead of listening to you intently, asking you how you feel and help you alone, the doctor is just checking their watch, ready to get out of there. Well, on ZocDoc, you'll find quality doctors who focus on you and listen to you to prioritize your care. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. So no more playing Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor that you haven't even met yet. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So go to ZocDoc.com slash Tim and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Tim. ZocDoc dot com slash Tim. That's because when Mary and I were talking about it now and then we were thinking about like a pretty dope wedding. And I think Mariel is just so stressed out about it. She goes, I don't care anymore. (laughs) She's like, like, we're just going to get a venue. We're going to get a bunch of good food. 
drinks and then good music and then everybody's just gonna party. I was yeah. like, that sounds better. I was okay. like, we'll just do a really tiny, tiny ass wedding and then we'll just have a, a, big party. a fun party. And it's cheaper that way. It's way more fun. And I was thinking about just having like my favorite foods there, her favorite foods. Mm. It'll be like, I'll get like my favorite taco spot to cater. Uh, you know, you had the In-N-Out truck. Mm. I should might get an In-N-Out truck there and then another truck venue and a dessert venue and then leave it at that. In-N-Out truck wasn't even as expensive as you would think it was. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like literally uh, for a party of 200 for a little two hour window whenever they came. It was like two G's. What? Yeah. Like between two and three G's. That's amazing. Yeah. That's why I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. In and out truck is for sure. Yeah, dude. Oh, it's perfect, dog. After you have that original like little reception dinner, and then after like two hours of everyone dancing, when that in and out truck pulls up at like 10, 11, everyone's like, yes! It was fucking fun, man. The, the desserts were hella good too. The, yeah. chur- the churro, the ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was when... Uh, that was the time we kind of wanted to finet. Like I, I had a little bit of me in there because um, there was like Thai tea ice cream. I don't know if you remember. Um, I ate all of them. <laughs> it was great. Them. Wasn't yeah. it great? I, uh, I, yeah, I look back on that day with, with fond memories, man. You know what? You want to hear a funny fucking story? Um, so have I ever told you the story about my homie's girl that died and came back to life in Vegas? No. Okay. So, <laughs> I had a home, I had a, so one year in Vegas, this was years ago, before I was even with Chia, um, we all went to Vegas, me and the homies, and uh, it was New Year's, and one of my boys, he uh, brought this girl he was like talking to, you know what I'm saying, and uh, they got, and we kind of split up from, like the groups split up, after we had taken these giant Patron shots, at Senior Frogs. I'm talking about like glad, like these are like oh, this the big. the Vegas shots. The Vegas shots, dog. So we kind of went our separate ways. I was with like Rick and, and whoever else. Maybe, I'm, I don't know. I think, I think, I think Super Ego might have been with that homies group, but we split off, right? Anyways, we find, we hear, we find out the next day that what happened was, because you know, during New Year's, they, they close off the strip. So people are just walking on the strip, you know, drunk and shit, walking around. So they were both drunk, and she's like, kind of like passed out, this girl. So my boy was like, I'm going to carry you back to your hotel room, all right? He picks her up, he's trying to walk back to the hotel room, oh, no. but he's fucked up too. So he drops her on accident. She hits her head on the concrete, knocks out. She's out. They call the paramedics or whatever, go to the hospital. When they get to the hospital, they're like, she's dead. She's pronounced dead. But they resuscitate her, bring her back to life, patch her up with a bandage or whatever, and she's fine the next day. We all went out the next day, went out drinking again, okay? She's cool. They end up being together, Um, have like two babies, right? So I invite them to my wedding. So me and Chi are sitting at our little sweetheart's table, I say, what's up to my boy, dab him up. Uh, I say, what's up to her? And I'm like, all right, y'all, have fun, have fun. Um, and she's like, not too much fun, you know me. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't gonna say anything, but yeah, 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 whatever, we laugh, it's Try fine. Try not to die again. We, we, everything's cool, like we laugh, whatever, right? Later that night, I, some, my homegirl is like, yo, Tim, some girl is in the bathroom throwing up, passed out on in the bathroom floor. It's her. Oh my The same girl. God. Paramedics come again that night. At the end of the night, bro, when they were kicking everybody out, fucking paramedics came for her. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? No, I swear. I'm like, 
me and Chia are like fucking picking up, like, you know, looking at flowers and shit, saying goodbye to people. I see the paramedic lights flashing. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, I can't deal with this. We went to bed, you know? But turns out, same shit. Isn't that crazy? Why does she drink so much? I don't know, man. I feel like maybe she just hadn't gone out for a long time because they had had kids and shit, you know? But who drinks to the point they're trying to kill themselves? That's fucking crazy. <laughs> She's funny, dude. She yeah. must be fun. <laughs> I wish I stayed a little longer. Oh, man. Oh, you didn't go to my Thai wedding, though. Mm-mm. So I was going to tell you uh, what's funny about... Sometimes I think about how, like, you know, originally I was going to have my mom cook for my main wedding but she ended up cooking for the Thai wedding yeah. and something happened where um, the food didn't come out the way she wanted to and she got pissed she was fucking like just pissed that so, that they didn't do it right or some shit oh really but that's beside the point the food was still fire so as me and Chia were leaving the Thai wedding um, her Thai outfit was popping by the way she looked dope uh, as we're leaving Thai wedding there's like this one couple dancing out there and mind you these the, my Thai wedding was 90% people I did not know these are all like my dad's friends relatives shit like that is all, all his old Thai homies there's this couple doing like fucking like swing dancing you know what I'm saying yeah. swing dancing on the dance floor fucking tossing this girl around and shit so at one point he tosses this girl this way and she and her legs swung around kicked another lady in the face dude so this like swings this girl around and this other girl gets knocked out kicked to the floor dog <laughs> And then, like, everyone's like, oh, shit, like a record screech, you know? So I'm like, me and Cher are like, all right, Dad, good night. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. We're like, oh, shit. That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a straight-up UFC knockout. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think she ended up okay, but I was like, oh, Dude, God. sloppy drunks are crazy. When I was in college, uh, they used to do, like, in the quad of, like, UCR, they would have concerts and shit. Yeah. But there's this girl, like, this one Mexican homie, she, she used to get fucking pissed drunk and i think like i don't think i know she's like from the hood and she's like one of those girls that you know she did like hood rat type of shit mm-hmm. but she was very smart very intelligent and she wanted to be more than what she was so she went to a university she got to ucr mm-hmm. at the time of course it's anybody can can get into ucr i think even now it's pretty easy okay. but she still went to a university but she still drinks like a motherfucker mm-hmm. she's 18 but she got so fucking passed out drunk I had to carry her from the quad all the way to her fucking apartment, like firearm carrier, like this, oh, just sick. bouncing. And she's as I'm carrying her like this, she's throwing up over my shoulder. Eww. Fucking disgusting. But the funniest fucking part of this shit was, a buddy of mine is Rishi. This motherfucker is holding. She we couldn't get her to the to the bathroom because she started yakking. So he had like this ceramic bowl that she was throwing up in. And this was like holding her head up by her hair and like this. And he gets a phone call from his brother who he hasn't heard from a while. He goes. Oh my God, it's Raj. And he lets go of her face and she cracks her teeth on the fucking ceramic bowl. She turns, she's like, uh, oh, blood everywhere, no. dude. Fucking crazy. And I was like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? He goes, dude, it's my brother. I haven't heard from him in ages. <laughs> I was like, bro, you should look at her fucking face. Oh my God. Sloppy drunks are the worst to fucking deal with, man. I, uh, <laughs> I remember, uh, so every year for New Year's, we used to go to PD Flo's house. This is before, like, you know, this is when we were just, like, fresh out of high school and shit. And um, I remember one time I, I was super drunk and I was like, my only memory of this night is um, I threw up on my dick because I was. <laughs> so, Sorry, what? So, so, so sometimes when I get when I get really drunk, I just I just need to take a shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I, just, I have to shit all the time. So yeah. it's like I remember being in his tiny bathroom by his living room 
<laughs> just like and like trying to poo and just like doing like this and like fucking like I threw up a little like like I threw up and I was trying to like just avoid my 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 junk and PD Flo just being at the door like yo yo you okay you okay I'm like dude he says this all the time I'm like dude I puked on my dingaling <laughs> I puked on my dingling, man. <laughs> and he's like, dude, that's all I remember. He's like, I puked on my dingling. Dog, the most drunk that I've been recently was when we fucking went to a Picklesburg. Really? That was the most drunk I've been. Oh, in- yeah. We slammed like four or five drinks. That was the most drunk I've been in a long time, dude. I don't remember most of that shit. I just remember the saddest thing that I remembered was that sandwich that we got from the, that famous place. Mm. And I wrapped some of it to go. Yeah. Which I don't even remember doing that. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up and the sandwich was on the floor. Okay. And I grabbed it and I ate the sandwich <laughs> off the floor because I was so hungry. I was like, this is a floor sandwich. Oh, and God. I, started, I ate half of it. And Ew, I put, hotel floor. I was dry. Yeah. So I ate the sandwich off the floor. I put it back on the table. I went, I laid down. I fell asleep for like 20 minutes. I rolled out. I threw up. I came back, and then when you came in, and you had some food for me. The tacos for you, yeah. Yeah, the tacos for me, but my voice was like three octaves lower. Yeah, you sounded like dude from Boys to Men that no one one remembers his name. (laughs) I straight up threw up like three or four times. God, I didn't know you puked. I puked a lot. Well, we drank so... You were fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because even before that, we had the pickle beer, and then we had a shot at that small bar and then we went to that wine place we had like three mixed drinks a couple of wines and that was in a matter of like 30 minutes you know what i don't know why i was so okay that day because you drink a lot like well i do drink a lot but sometimes like i mean look okay when we did when we did send foods in in um the 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 nude beach one remember when i was like spitting on people that shit was hilarious i okay that i was drunk drunk right but i don't know why in Picklesburg, when we drank, you were fine. I was like super fine, and you were drunk. I was drunk. <laughs> I just looked like a ripe clitoris. I was so just, yeah, I was just, just like bright. Out, ready to go? <laughs> Fucking diddle me. <laughs> diddle diddle <laughs> me. Have you ever seen the uh, the WWE China uh, porn video? <laughs> I basically looked like her clitoris. That's immediately what I thought of. <laughs> That's exactly what I look like. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, China, rest in peace, from Degeneration X. Oh, China passed away. China passed a long time ago. That's right. Yeah. If you guys have ever seen the China and X-Pac sex tape, her clit. Huge. Huge. Like a, like a, like a pinky. Like a, like a little thumb. Yeah. It's crazy. It's from like the testosterone or some shit or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and they say clits are just basically like underdeveloped penises. Yeah. And so it's like... But that motherfucker, huge. Yes, dude. Disgusting. Like, like a fucking um, cocktail sausage. <laughs> <laughs> the shit that you get in a fucking uh, fucking Bloody Mary is like one of those <laughs> yeah, little talk. little sausage things hanging on a toothpick. It's just it's just like I was like first time I saw that shit I was like ah that was crazy. You know you want to hear something fucking funny? Yeah. Not funny actually. Kind of sad. Uh, have you been getting those fucking links because of the coronavirus that links to that fucking huge black dude's dick? Yes. He died as well. He's dead as well. He passed away. Yeah. So he's a guy who passed away. Yeah. Had no fucking idea. I didn't know either until I saw, um, I think it was like a Twitter, just like, like a, uh, you know how they have the little moments for you uh-huh. shit? And uh, 
Because did I send you that link with the black di- with the with the with the picture or you probably did? I got about thirty of them. <laughs> I got about fucking. 30 so if you don't know what we're talking about, everybody went. You know, like a couple weeks ago, um, when people were like super concerned about the coronavirus shit. I mean, we still are. Um, everyone was sending links to like, oh, like these are the latest statistics on how to stay safe from coronavirus, and you click the link, and it's a black dude, huge dick, huge, crazy, like fucking a loaf of bread, dick, all right. But, and then I saw an article that was like, you might recognize this man from clicking on coronavirus links who is actually dead. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was like, well, now it's not going around as much. Now they found that he died. They thought he right. was still alive. Mm. The first one that I got was like, uh, coronavirus has has now been confirmed that it comes from Wuhan bats. And then when you click the link, it's it's that dude as a bat with his dick out. <laughs> <laughs> one of the funnier ones that I saw was uh, this was actually from somebody who ran out of memes and they just started to create their own. They're like, hey, you should really try this coffee. And so she opens up a Keurig pod, right? And then she goes to her Keurig machine and then she clicks on, but it's the picture of the dude and the dick is where the spout is. It starts pouring out. Oh my God. You made your own fucking meme. That's so fucking hilarious. Is guy or girl? Girl. (laughs) She's fucking Buddy, dude. That's cool. Cracking the fuck up. I saw this other one too, <laughs> where it was uh they were like, you know, they're like, I bet you can't find Waldo with this. You see him in the corner right there. I was like, damn. <laughs> People are fucking funny, dog. That was one of the funniest fucking things I've seen, dude. Uh I wish I knew how he died. Like Maybe heart attack or some shit, or he was like a pretty big guy. He's pretty buff. You think like roids or maybe roids or some shit. I look at something like that. I'm like maybe roids and diet or something like that. Damn man, you know it's crazy uh, to pivot into some like sad shit just because it came into my mind. Uh, there was a while where I was um, training with this like super healthy buff black dude, right, um, from Long Beach, and um, his name was Lavelle, and uh, and. He was super healthy, didn't drink, you know what I'm saying, had a family, two kids, and then one day, bro, his um, car, he was in the carpooling or something like that, car crashed, died, two kids too. Damn. Yeah. yeah. See, you never know when you're going to go, dude. I know, that's dude. why it's so fucking sad. It's like, when shit like that happens, it's like, wow, like, you have people working out every day, being super healthy, you think, like, living your best life, and then some shit like that can just happen. And everything's just gone. I see. Have you ever actually seen somebody die in front of you before? Mm-hmm. It's just a fucking weird experience, man. <laughs> this is kind of funny too, I guess, because I was at it was. This is when I was in Sacramento. Really big. It wasn't as big as I got when I was in LA, but I was like, "Yo, I want to get back to being fit again." So it was the first day back I came to the gym. It was like in January, mm-hmm. and I was jogging. And this older man next to me was jogging. Has a fucking heart attack. Sli- falls off the treadmill. Comes in, has a heart attack, and fucking croaks right next to me. My first day back in the gym in January. Wow. And I said, God, thy will be done. I will not work out. (laughs) (laughs) That's a sign for sure. I was like, I'm staying fat. I get it. But he fucking, the dude had a heart attack. Wow. Slid off the shit, fell over. And I thought he was knocked out, but he was just dead. Slid off the treadmill while I was going? He He got a heart attack. So he did one of these like... Like it was literally like one of those things where he's he's running and I have my headphones in. I'm kind of I'm recollecting this off the peripheral of yeah. my eye, and you could tell like he's like grabbing on thing, and you see his leg just kind of spin and just kind of falls off. Shit! And then he's just like clutching his shit, and then I'm like, uh, I didn't really look over and stare because I was listening to music. Yeah. But then I kind of just glanced over, and the dude just stopped moving, and I'm like, 
did this guy die? And people are freaking out trying to help him out. And then we just waited around. Like paramedics came and he, he died. Damn. Heart attack. Bro, I told this. Uh, that reminds me of this story. I told it on JK News recently. But um, <laughs> so in my junior year of high school, everyone was like, there was murmurs, rumors going around that something had happened to uh, one of the teachers. Like a teacher had like something happened. They don't know if he had a seizure or he fucking passed out or what. But the story was that this one of the teachers had fucking like had some type of seizure and then he hit his head on like a desk and then he like and then he passed out. And people didn't know if he was dead or what happened. Right. So it's all kind of like, you know, at, like school's over. It's like a few minutes after school. Everyone's still kind of around campus. Right. My boy Cameron comes up to me just like this. We're all, t- we're all chilling there, right? Imagine you're chilling there with your backpack. He comes up to me with his backpack. He's like, man, my biology teacher died. <laughs> <laughs> I started cracking. I was like, don't say it like that. What the fuck? <laughs> but apparently this fucking teacher, in the middle of like a lecture, bro, had like a seizure, passed out, hit his head on a desk, died. In the middle of fucking biology class. Damn, that's traumatizing, man. Isn't that crazy? Like watching people croak is—it's weird when you see somebody dead. That's why I really believe that I think our body has spirits. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something about us. I don't know why. I don't know. This is like some fucking existential shit. But mm-hmm. like, if you've been to a funeral before and you look at a body, mm-hmm. and it's the same person, like you see the body, even though it's embalmed, but it doesn't look like it's them. It's like it's not them, right? It's like the spirit is gone. That's when it looks like it's just a shell. It's a shell for sure. I'm like, dude, I think there's like our body has something a little extra in it that's just more than its biological essence. And when I when I first saw my grandma in her casket, I was like. Oh, her spirit's gone. Like, yeah. That's her. That's everything about that is her. Yeah. But it's not her. Right. Right. A hundred percent. Like I haven't been to a whole lot of funerals. Um, and one funeral I went to that had an open casket like that. Cause I don't, I think I've only ever been to one open casket funeral and it was a, a guy, a friend of a friend from high school. And, um, when I saw him laying there, I was like, that doesn't even look like a, a person. You know what I'm saying? Like it looks like a person, but it doesn't feel like it's a person. Exactly. It, lo- it's, it looks like just like a wax figure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah. Because you would think it, it probably just looks like somebody's sleeping. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It, it, it's the whole essence of that human being is gone. It's like, oh, my grandma is not here. Like she's just not here. And I looked at that body and I couldn't even cry for it because it didn't seem like that was her. Mm-hmm. It looked like I was looking at somebody else's body. I feel you. It's weird. Like I, uh, yeah, I think like death is one of those things that I was never, nobody really can like prepare you for it. You don't know what that really is. And then when my grandma passed away, I was like, oh shit, like you will never, ever get to see this person again. Did you cry? For sure. But then, oh, this is kind of funny. So I find a lot of things funny that most people wouldn't find funny, but I'm at this funeral. So if you guys don't know, like Korean people, when they, when they mourn somebody's death, they lament really hard. Mm. Like you see this in a lot of K-dramas where They'll have like a shrine of, of them, uh, flowers and a picture, and then the family will be there, and they're literally screaming their fucking head off, like, mm. "Why me? Like, like take me instead, take me instead." And mm. that's a part of the mourning process. It's very, very hard to watch. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we're, we're, at the, we're at the funeral, right? <laughs> and then I'm sitting there, and I'm up there too, right? Yeah. And my dad's giving a speech. My dad's not even crying at all. Mm. I'm tearing up like a motherfucker, just tears running down. And then all of a sudden, my mom out of nowhere, she just goes, Ma! <laughs> <laughs> and then, that shit broke me out of my sadness. Oh and then out of nowhere, she just goes, like, Omoni means like mother-in-law. She yeah. just goes like, Omoni! 
head just collapses to the floor and I am up there like biting my hand. <laughs> Trying not to laugh. Because you've never seen your mom do this before. No, but it was like out of fucking nowhere, mom. What the hell? Like there's a time and a place for this shit. And then I'm sitting there just biting my hand and people think I'm bawling. And then I look at my brother. I think he's – I think my brother's bawling his eyes out because he's seeing his mom cry. I look over it. He's crying laughing. And so we're both just dying laughing. Like what the fuck is this? Like what are you oh doing right God. now? And I just remember like my mom and she was like – as, as like, you know, our, our moms are hella dramatic. Yeah. And then, you know, this is a time where we're mourning my grandma's death. And then she looks at me. She goes, this is why you need to treat me right while I'm here. Oh, I'm like, my God. Yeah, thanks for making this about you, dude. Like, why would you say that right now, dude? And then she starts talking about, like, you need to be nicer to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> woman, dude. After you just screamed. And you went, oh, my God. And that, oh my God! <laughs> I just fucking clung to her ankles. I died. Oh, so like my dad has always talked about and joked about death ever since I was a little kid. So I never had issues. Like some people have like issues talking about death. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a weird topic, but it was never strange for me. You know what I'm saying? Because my dad was always very upfront about it. Even when I was a little kid, he was like, you know, it's a normal part of life. This is like I'll be gone one day. Um, he would always say two things. He would always say, like, um, I don't, like, and he says this to my mom all the time, but he's like, don't come crying at my funeral. You know, he's like, I don't want you to cry at my funeral. He's like, show me that you care now while I'm still alive. He would always say that. He's like, I don't want you to come crying at my funeral. Like, he's like, if you, if you care about me, show me right now. You know what I'm saying? And we'd all, he would also say that he, when he's dead, he wants me to fucking taxidermy him and have him posed in a high five position at my house so that my friends can come and high five him. <laughs> Lightweight, that'd be fucking tight. Though, it would be kind of tight, be creepy. Yeah. It, be also, cool. Let's just do a statue, Dad. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, it's some, one thing that's cool that they can do is like, um, they'll put, you know, like the ashes in a stuffed animal or some shit. Oh, yeah. Or I've seen some things where they can take the ashes and, and crush it into a diamond and you can put that on. Oh, because like, it's carbon, yeah, right? And yeah, they can make yeah. a diamond out of it. Yeah. What I want to do when I die, I want my kids to bury me under a fruit tree. And so that tree will take my nutrients. I'll live forever. And then my grandchildren have to eat me. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. I'm, Grandpa's a part of you now, dude. Those strawberries you ate, that's grandpa. <laughs> Fucking David so smoothies, bro. I know. But actually, strawberries don't come from trees. So that was the dumbest thing I've ever said. Yeah, vines, you idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or whatever. I don't know what they come from. <laughs> from the earth. That's all I know. But they actually do that. They actually have this uh, thing where you could actually take, instead of um, a funeral plot, mm. they have like a, a, a garden full of like fruit trees or trees. And you can actually be buried under the tree and the tree will use your decomposed tissue to grow that's cool and then you get to live forever in a tree until they cut down the tree don't say that <laughs> <laughs> don't say that <laughs> then you'll be in pencils and you'll help the education system true that's kind of dope yeah i thought it was a really good idea you know i always um do you believe in reincarnation no i don't but i really wish it was i really wish i believed in it though i someone told me about some shit the other day dog have you ever heard of the egg theory no what's that the egg theory is interesting man because it's like I don't know if it's if it's based off like so so the person that wrote it I don't know if he's a, a philosopher or what I should look more into it but it's the egg theory is based on a short story okay about this guy who dies and he goes to and he starts talking to someone who he thinks is like is God basically right and then and and then so as he's asking this this person or this this being questions 
Um, and he's like, well, what's going to happen to my wife, right? And, and he kind of, and, and God is like saying like, oh, you know, your, your wife is going to be sad. Well, she's actually going to be kind of relieved that you're gone because, you know, you guys had problems, but she's going to feel really guilty that she felt relieved. He's telling him all this stuff, right? But basically the, the egg theory, right, is <laughs> interesting. It's that when you live your life, you, your life you're living right now, you're living it just so you can learn a certain amount of lessons, okay? And then you die, and after you die, you come back again, and you live your whole life again as another person. Like, it could be me. You live again as me through my perspective, so you learn again. And then when I die, or you, as me die, you come back again, and it's like you're Andrew Sound Guy, and you live his life. You learn all his lessons. And then, like... And the theory is that every single person in existence is you living again to learn. And once you've lived as every single person in the universe and you've learned everything you can, then you become a god. And then you exist with all the other gods who have done it already. So the egg theory is that your whole universe is an egg so that you can grow. And then once you've lived through all these experiences then you can hatch from your egg and you become one of these beings. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> right? That, that's actually comforting for a lot of people who might be even afraid of death. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better than the heaven hell thing, though. That's for sure. That's for sure. It's like, fuck, man, I got to do a lot better than this. Heaven, hell, heaven and hell is good for, um, you know, because, you, know, you know, like you and me both grew up in, in, in a very, like, you know, you went to, you were almost a youth pastor. Yeah. I was also almost a youth pastor like you know my my youth pastor was looking at me as someone who would be a potential youth pastor but we grew up in the church right yeah and um early on you know of course when you're going to a christian school you have you have people when you ask questions and there are people who are like well you know like christians think they're better than other people right yeah because like you know you believe in god or whatever um and and i i kind of told people early on it's like nah it's like it's not that christians or people that believe in a higher power think that they're better it's because like we all fuck up you know what i'm saying everybody is fucked up and does fucked up things but i think the difference is and what i think is the good part of christianity right is that we all fuck up but christians acknowledge that it's wrong when they fuck up yeah, you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. it's like you know like yeah there's there's a there's there's a a, a a negative thing about like it feels like you're scaring people into being good because like if you're not a good person you go to hell and shit but at the same time i feel like it's good because you you know it helps keep yourself in check yeah, you know yeah, yeah you gotta you gotta think about sometimes like yeah there are consequences to my actions just like there should be yeah and i think like the opposite of that is like christianity doesn't have this concept of uh, I'm better than you. It's more like we're all equal. We're all one. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's the that's the hard part. It's where sometimes with certain people of the religion, they they kind of they like to damn people a lot. Like mm-hmm. you're going to hell. You know, you're going to this. You're going to that. But then I like the ones that I grew up around with is more like, hey, like I have something that's re- going really good in my life that makes me a happy person. Like if. I want to share that with you. I want to share this joy with you, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, if you don't share it, then it's like, they almost feel like they're doing a disservice to people that they care about right. if they don't at least try to tell them about something that makes them li- their life better. Right. But then we obviously have the same people who are throwing it at the picket fence of like, you know, fucking Jews, gays, and fags are all going to burn in hell. Yeah. You know, which I saw quite a few of those on the college campus. Yeah. And that's where you just, 
you know, I, and I and I and I keep this mentality through life too. It's like it's not about what you say; it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, when you got the guy holding up the signs saying you're gonna go to hell. It's like, bro, no one wants to join your club. Yeah, if you're, if you're, you're fucking annoying like that. Completely, you're so fucking annoying, dude. Like, what are you gonna do with that? Like, how is that? Like, I'm per- like, has a gay person ever walked by you and was like, I had no fucking yeah. idea you're right yeah. dude oh my god when, when's the next service like, let me know nobody told me this yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna okay yeah okay you're right no more penis for me did i ever tell you that my um my junior high bible teacher <laughs> thought i was gay oh i ever tell you this uh-uh, why? I, I think i've told this on the podcast but a lot of you motherfuckers you know it's annoying quick side tangent uh i've been doing the podcast for a year and a half now and I still get comments who are like, whoa, when'd you get a podcast, bro? Or I just put up a mukbang with Nikki Blades and a motherfucker was like, wow, I've never heard of Nikki Blades before, but she seems cool. I'm going to follow. Literally, bruh, I've been putting up an episode of my podcast every week with Nikki Blades and Rick. Like, where have y'all been? For- are you dumb? <laughs> but, um, okay, so when I was in junior high, um, I remember, you know, I was going to Christian school. And I had just watched an MTV, uh, diary of MTV, like, you know, where it was like, um, it was about, this episode in particular was about these super Christian dudes, grew up in the church, but they were gay. And they, it was their whole struggle of like, I really love God, I love Christianity, but, pero like, I'm, I'm, yo soy joto. Yeah, yo soy joto. What do I do? Yo soy joto. Yo soy joto, man. What the hell? So, so I was helping my, my Bible teacher clean up her classroom one day because I was a good student, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, hey, hey, can I ask you a question? Because earlier that day, actually, somebody had asked her, you know, because I think certain like uh, Catholics believe that divorce is even a sin, yeah. you know? So he was like, this kid in my class was like, yo, my, my parents got divorced. Is that a sin? I heard it was a sin. And she was kind of like, well, you know, Times are different now. Like, God will understand, you know, if your parents got a divorce. Like, times are different now than when that rule was written. So I'm like, oh, I just watched this MTV special. So I asked my, my Bible teacher, hey, so earlier you said that times have changed and God understands that people might get divorced now. How about the gay people that are growing up in a society that's more accepting of them and they love God? How about them? And is that okay? And she's like, no. I was like, oh. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Whatever. So I go back to cleaning up backpacks or whatever. And then she comes up to me. She's like, Tim, are you having an identity crisis? I'm like, I'm not gay. (laughs) I'll fuck you right now. (laughs) (laughs) That you whipped out her dick and you put it on her leg. Yeah, Uh, look at this. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I was like. I'll fuck you right now, Miss Jenkins. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, nah, man, I'm not gay. Like, I was just quit. I was curious, you know. Yeah. But I always just, um, I don't even know why I brought up that story. But yeah, that's no. fucking hilarious, dude. Let's make a note to delete to bleep her name. <laughs> but yeah, man, I was like, and, you know, and that, and that's the thing, and that's the kind of what got me. Um, you know, I, th- I think when you grow up in 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 a certain religion or you grow up in the church, everybody reaches that point where they start to ask questions, you know what I'm saying? When you start to ask questions, then you kind of start to think like, mm, this doesn't really make sense. Like, I'm 100% grateful for the foundation that I got from going to Christian school um, and all the lessons I've learned. But for sure, 
you know, I got to a point where I was like, mm, I don't know if this necessarily makes sense for me, you know, and like, I, I, I definitely still for sure um, believe that like God is real and I have my personal relationship with God and I talk to God like pretty regularly, but in terms of um, religion and the specific rules and like regulations that come with it i'm kind of like i don't know i don't know i don't know if i believe a lot of this you know what i'm saying it's i i have a buddy of mine who just he was he was like pretty like hardcore christian or he says he is right but i i know that motherfucker did some devilish shit right (laughs) but you know in his definition of what he was and how he viewed religion he was like i was all in right Mm -hmm. i was like but I'm not really dog. Like you, you were kind of like half foot in too. Right. Mm. And, uh, like he was asking me, he goes like, well, you grew up in a Christian household. You say you're Christian. Right. But you know, I guess he's like saying like definitively, like you do very non-Christian things. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Right. And he goes like, well, in the Bible, they said like, you can't be a lukewarm Christian, right? You're either all in or you're all out. I was like, that's true too. I was like, that, I was like, here's my thing about it too. I was like, you, you, so you're not a Christian anymore. Right. Like you arguably might, might even like resent, that you feel like you waste your life being a Christian, right? And I was like, nobody told you to do it like that. Mm. I was like, you, you, yeah, you decided to do it that way. I was mm. like, for me, if 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 it, if I have to live the way that I do, but I still get to keep the values of the, my Christian upbringing, mm. I'll take that over not having it at all. Yeah, I don't have to. I don't have to do it that way. Just like for me, I had sex before I got married, mm. right? And there's people who have sex before they're married and they still stay Christian and nobody questions that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. People don't question that. Mm. But now for me, it's like if I curse, I do all this other stuff, it's like, well, now you're a lukewarm Christian. Mm. It's like, where do we draw the line? I think it's so silly. Like the lukewarm Christian shit, because I remember hearing that too, right? Yeah. And I think here, here's where I was like, I can't go off of what the Bible is saying. Yeah. Because... For me, I was looking like if God is omniscient, all-powerful, creator of everything, God is love, right? Then he can't look at everything as black and white. You know what I'm saying? Like for a God to be here the whole time and love all his creations, there's no way he's looking at me standing next to fucking Charles Manson. And being like, you know what? Tim jacked off to some crazy Japanese porn and said a cuss word. He's going to hell with Charles Manson. I don't care. That's what's in the book (laughs) that I wrote. That doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, it doesn't make sense that God would not be able to look at the the gray area. You feel me? And that's where I kind of had to be like, I can't look at this this book anymore as fact you feel me because i feel like once you take rules that were written down by who knows who and try and use that to dictate how to tell other people to live their lives then it's like who and and here's here's where it fucked up for me too bro here's what fucked up for me too because i remember even being a little kid and being at home on sick days whatever and seeing advertisements for the mormon bible Mm. and thinking like these guys believe in the same God that I'm being raised to believe in, right? And they're telling me the Bible is God's word. How is it that they got extra books in that shit? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's like, if they got extra books in the Mormon Bible, and I got this Bible I'm reading, and this is God's word, 
is God saying different things to different people? Like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? So, I, so that's when I kind of started realizing, like, okay, the Bible is, 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 is being deciphered by different people, you know? And I'm like, all right, let me, let me leave this alone. I'm going to just talk to God, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to let him tell me what he needs to tell me because cause I, I don't know exactly how this, the Bible is being manipulated. All we got to do, real talk, man, is just build a time machine, go to Egypt, <laughs> and see what is popping, dude. I thought you were about to say, be good people. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go back in time, go to Egypt, and see what's up, dude. Yeah. We see that fucking Red Sea split. I'm like, Jesus, what's up? <laughs> Boom, saw it. Game over. Moses split the water. Was it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Moses did. But I'm saying that's the power of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Old Testament, New Testament. Old All Testament. we got to do is be like, go back in the time machine and be like, Jesus, you see that pool? Walk on this shit. <laughs> Dude, I'll dare you, blood. Walk on this <laughs> right now, cuz. <'cause. laughs> see walking on it? <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to I wanna see it and be it, cuz. Yeah. But, you know, that's the thing about religion, too. Like, it was, is it really religion without faith? Because mm-hmm. faith is like the, the, the belief in, like, in the intangible, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's hard when um, I have that conversation with people. They're like, why do you believe in God? So I, I don't like it when people ask me that, but they're angry at me. It's like, <laughs> what did I do to you? Right. I didn't do anything to you, bitch. Yeah. Like, what I believe is what I believe. Like, you believe that you can be a fucking asshole, <laughs> right? And I also believe that I have the right to slap you in your fucking face for asking me like that Ooh. in the name of the Lord. Sassy. <laughs> well, that's the thing about it, too, is like, Really, I mean, no one was around in the beginning of this shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like all of it is is what you really want to have faith in, you know? Mm-hmm. And um and 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 after watching the Book of Mormon musical, I didn't know this, but like, you know, their whole shit was about like, you know, when they when um they had whoever was uh I forget his name, but <laughs> Wait, have you heard of the all-American prophet, the voice of God? All-American. Anyways, whatever, whatever their prophet's name is, it says that he asked God, like, how come you can't just show me these, like, these plates so I can show the people and, and prove that you're real? And God's like, well, that's not really the point. You know, God's, yeah. like, God's like, hey, uh, you, you know, they have to believe. That's the whole purpose for it and yeah people can say like that's like a that's an easy way to be like okay this is fake but but at the same time yeah man i think i think having faith in not only religion but having faith just in general is is important nice you know people need something to believe in you know it's just like that 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 it's that power of believing in something bigger than just yourself it doesn't really have to be religion but i think religion is that thing that really gets us to believe in a greater good yeah man exactly And, and i've always kind of believed in like in, in God, not only God, but also uh, just like there being a balance in the universe. You know, I feel like the universe kind of has its own way to balance itself out. And people always accuse me of not being uh, worried enough about about anything and about life. And I was, I was kind of telling them, like, look, man, I just kind of trust that shit's going to work out. I trust the universe and shit works out. And people that are super religious will be like, Tim, how can you say that, you know, when I say like, thank you to the universe, when I tweet that shit sometimes, they'll be like, don't you mean thank you to God? I'm like, who says God's not the one controlling the universe? You yeah. know, I'm just saying there's a balance to this shit and I believe in it. And, um, and I think, you know, if you put good into it, you'll get good back. And see, there's always a yin and a yang. Bad things always happen to me, and good things always happen to him. That's what, that's what always happens. It's like I'll lose like a major brand deal, and then I'll read a tweet from Tim. as I just got the biggest brand deal ever. I'm like, universe. That's universe, huh? Hey, man. But, but 
but hey, if 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 things are going bad for you on the yin and yang, that means it has to balance out, bro. Yeah, you somebody know? else's shit has to come to me, please. <laughs> please. Fuck. Hopefully it's not me. No, you'll be fine. Yeah, you're right. All right, y'all. Well, uh, shout out to my guest, David So. Uh, make sure y'all listen to his podcast, Genius Brain. Um, how often do you upload your podcast? Uh, twice. So every Thursday and every Sunday. Damn. So if you don't get sick of if you get sick of waiting for mine every week, tune into his twice a week. Thank you for watching. Uh, love you guys, and uh, stay safe out there. Wash your hands, sanitize. Mm. Eat booty. Eat the booty. Bye.